All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host in Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, it's holiday week. You've had a lot of snow out there in Buffalo. Football's on galore. Great to be here with you. How are you doing, man? I'm pretty good, Casey. Uh, could be a little bit better if I didn't have five feet of snow in my front yard. Yeah, I get that. But life's pretty good whenever you play in two fantasy football leagues with Casey Foreman and you spank him in both leagues. Yeah, I figured we weren't we were going to take that public. Yeah, here we are. Tanner beat me in both. I'm a little banged up. Okay, both my leagues, not 100%, but yes, by weeks, you know. But hey, 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 I did some throw out some excuses there, but Tanner got the best of me in both leagues. Congrats, Mr. File. But hey, you can't bring me down this week. My Cowboys had the win of the weekend, in my opinion, and we're not going to start yeah, out for with sure. that, though. Yeah, I mean, how is it not? 40-3 to three against an 8-1 and one team. That's the largest point differential I think anybody's ever had against a team 8-1 and one or better with that kind of record, right? So... Insane win, all-time win, you could even say. We're not starting out with that, though. Okay, the 49ers, similar to what my Cowboys did, they whooped the Cardinals, though. And I think it's time to have the conversation once again. we got to revisit this with the way Jimmy Garoppolo, the way he just played at least. Is he the guy? How do they get away from a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo? It's time to have that conversation. It's also time, hey, it's also time to have your conversation about the Chargers, Justin Herbert, losing again in a close game, a game I would say he arguably should have won. Right? I said, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was there. It was it was there for the taking, right? 30 seconds left. He has the ball. They have a lead with 140 left in the ball game. But the Chiefs do what they do. They get a late game, drill a, a game-winning drive. And uh, let's talk about, though, is it more on Chargers or are we praising the Chiefs once again? And then the smackdown, of course, in Minnesota, as I am calling it. What did we learn from the Cowboys beating the Vikings, to say the very least? Put it nicely. I'm feeling nice today. You know, it's a thankful Thanksgiving week. I'm going to be nice to the Vikings fans out there. And then the Jets. Okay, we weren't going to have this conversation. We would try not to. You know, a lot of big conversations this week, guys. The Jets. Is it time they re-enter the quarterback market with how, with how Zach Wilson's playing, the way everyone else on the team is playing? I'm going to ask Tanner that. He's going to tell me what he thinks. And then second half of the show, uh, we got to be better. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. People at this point are probably like, why do they even do this segment with the way they treat it? But we love it. We hate it. Tanner, what's going on? In the second half of the show, we're going to do picks of the week. We have a full slate of NFL games. All 32 teams have a game this week, either either Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. First time we've had a full slate in quite a while. And then to wrap up the show, Man. the Utah Jazz are Man. still the number one seed in the Western Conference as of today. Me and Casey are going to discuss how real we think this Utah Jazz team is if we think they're real at all, stay tuned in the second half to hear that. Yeah, don't miss out on that. But I want to start with the San Francisco 49ers. This team, to say the very least, is good. Okay, this team is good. This team is very good. <laughs> okay, I should say. Arizona was banged up. 
you know, so we're not going to say, okay, wow, you know, what a, we are still going to praise the, the big win, but they were banged up. It was 38 to 10. I think this was Garoppolo's best game in quite some time in my memory, 20 for 29, four touchdowns, no interceptions or six and four Tanner file. Do they have to, do they have to bring, do they have to bring Jimmy back after all this? If they continue to do this, he's had a four touchdown game, 20 for 29. We might be overreacting here, but like the team loves him, man. The team loves him. It's obvious they're playing well. What do you do? Remember whenever they first announced that Jimmy Grappolo was going to come back to this team, yeah. me and you came on this show and we bashed the decision. We said it wasn't a good choice. They I wouldn't would be- have brought him back with Trey Lance. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought him back. But here he is throwing four touchdowns in Monday Night Football, has his team poised to make a deep playoff run. If he's Again. not the guy in San Francisco, someone is going to make him their guy, right? I mean, they've won three straight, right? They've won three straight. They are 4-0 in the NFC West. He was accurate as heck last night, okay? Accurate Doing as- what he asked you. Game manager, but doing it at a high level. And he made several plays. Like, remember that one touchdown to Kittle um, where he had to make a nice play in the pocket. Okay, there was pressure around. He, he moves forward, makes the quick little lob pass to Kittle. Of course, Kittle then then goes and makes the phenomenal play to make it a touchdown. Okay, without Kittle, that's not a touchdown. But Jimmy makes the play, escapes from the pocket. It's not possible if he doesn't make that play. But that's kind of my point with the Niners. Like, that's kind of so, my point. Go ahead. So, though. yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to make a whole lot of big throws in this for this offense to be dynamic. He's throwing to some of the most dynamic players in football with the ball in their hands. You got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. When you're, those are the guys you're throwing to, that you don't have to throw it to them deep. Just get the ball to them fast and watch them go to work. No, like you said, some of the best players in the league. Like, just get the ball in their hand. Exactly that. But, like, I think that's what this team really does come down to. Like, like also what you just alluded to, like, this team is great. It's filled with Pro Bowl talent. And Jimmy just isn't a Pro Bowl talent. Like, that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like everyone else on the team is, but their quarterback. And they're like, how come everyone else is but our quarterback? And we keep going so far. He's the reason we're not, right? That's kind of the thing on the Niners, right? But, like, will Trey Lance be Jimmy? Like, that's, that's, that's what we talked about. When Trey came, when, when uh, Trey got hurt and Jimmy came back, it's like, what will Trey Lance be Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, like, you know, Jimmy's back and playing. Is he going to take this? There's a lot of quarterbacks worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, his last two healthy seasons, what'd they do? He went to the Super Bowl and he went to the uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah, like the guy, the guy has won. It's not like he's had all this talent around him and not had success and we're not don't let don't get us wrong here we're not going to say we're not here saying jimmy garoppolo is a top 10 quarterback is a great quarterback he's a good quarterback he he would be a phenomenal backup but he is a starter he's a starter in this league he's one of the 30 32 best quarterbacks and uh it's just like if they keep winning it's obvious the team loves him like you see them i watched warrior games but they see them uh garoppolo kittle mccaffrey all at a warrior game all the cheerleaders going up and talking to Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not, Only Jimmy G. They're not, they're not even looking at George Kittle or Christian McCaffrey, who are, you know, just absolute stud players themselves. No, they are going right to Jimmy Garoppolo, right? This guy's a popular guy. They're, they're out as a team. After the game, you saw Kittle saying, okay, I'm going to get over there with my guy, Jimmy G. 
it's just like okay the team loves him dude like are you are they forcing the Trey Lance? It almost seems like at this point it's like a force thing. It's like we're forcing Trey Lance into this situation. Like the team almost like they're gonna go with whatever. When Trey was playing, they weren't bashing Trey. They weren't doing. It. They were cool with it, right? But they weren't acting like this. They weren't playing like this. Who's to say Trey Lance could definitely be a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? Like he has the potential to be a better quarterback for sure. It also has the potential to be worse. I would say the bust potential is equal almost. Like the bust potential is close. And why break a thing if it's, you know, why fix a thing if it's not broken is kind of the thing, right? Like you could say it is broken because you haven't won a Super Bowl, but I don't know. Are we sure Trey Lance is going to be? Like I think they need to be freaking, you know, sure before they get Jimmy out of there. Because like you said, another team is going to want him. Casey, me and you both root for teams that, will probably find themselves playing in January, right? Hope so. Do you want to run into the Niners in the NFC NFC playoffs? I don't. I was telling my fiance, I think earlier today or yesterday, man, I think it was yesterday, man, we're going to lose to the Niners again. (laughs) Again, it was probably (laughs) heat of the moment. It was probably the heat of the moment because they were playing so good. But I was just like, despite how great we played, I'm like, man, (laughs) this team is good. I do not want to play them. To answer your question in the playoffs. That's like the team I want to stay away Me from. Me too. Like I would rather face off with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You would probably rather face yeah. my Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Sure. You know, like I think I'd rather right. play any other team in the <laughs> NFC besides the 49ers. That's that's props to them, right? So that's that. That's that. Now, what do you know? Moving on. What do you know? Patrick Mahomes, team won this weekend. What do you know? They won. In surprise, the surprise. In a late game situation, they all, all, uh, honestly no probably clinched clinched their division as well. They're eight and two. They probably the Chargers are five and five. They probably clinched this division. You know, with with that yeah, I mean, win. Yeah. So Mike Williams, though, right? He didn't finish the game. The Chargers have now dropped back to back games on Sunday Night Football. I don't know how they ended up. I mean. It's the Chargers, right? But so they ended up on back-to-back Sunday night football. Well, they flexed them into the game against the Chiefs. Oh, that makes total sense. The game was supposed to be Bengals-Steelers. Oh, that's a total – yeah, that's – good job. They almost flexed Colts-Cowboys, who I'm going to see. They did not, though. The deadline was today, I believe. Um, I saw some tweet, and they didn't end up moving the game. So thank you. I can go to a Sunday night football game. But back to the point at hand. Back-to-back games on Sunday Night Football they've lost. are 5-5. Five and five. Mike Williams could be hurt again. Keenan Allen just came back. Late game, though. A late game pick by Herbert kind of seals it. Like, what are you – like, how long can we go on Justin Herbert on the Chargers? We I said they were going to win 13, 12-plus games. I think you did, too. Like, we were saying this team was going to be super good this year. And now they're 5-5. I mean, five and five. Like, what's going on? I, I mean, it's this. I'm tired of the Chargers. I'm t- tired of people telling me that the Chargers are good. Whenever every time I watch the Chargers, just not. they play close games and lose. Yeah. I'm tired of people telling me that Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback when he's clearly not. He's. I, I mean, like when you look at him, you want to you want to say he is like he does everything he's a talented, top five quarterback does, but. They don't win, win. though. They don't win. Top five quarterbacks win. Let me ask you this question. Okay, so they had the lead 
with let me look at this. They had the lead with a, with 146 left to play in the game. The Chargers had the lead. Then obviously Chiefs do what they do. They go down and score the ball. So first off, they had a chance to stop the Chiefs, which not a lot of people can do. So you don't want to yeah. take too much away from them from that. But like they had a chance to stop them and win the game. They didn't. 30 seconds then. Okay, you have the ball back. You're Justin Herbert. The Chiefs just scored. You have 30 seconds to win or tie the game. You're down three. Tie or win. Okay, you don't have to go 100 yards and go score a touchdown, right? Like you have to go get in field goal range, or if you're lucky enough to have a big play, set yourself up for a touchdown. Two plays in, he throws a pick. Like, <laughs> like it's like if Patrick Mahomes, let me ask you this, if there was Patrick Mahomes in that situation, if that was Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, that's the guys, I'm not saying he is those guys, but that's the guys we want to put him in the group with a top five quarterback. Those are the guys in that conversation, in that group. I don't have that much doubt that they're probably going to get that done. I am scared as the other team that I have given them 30 seconds. Like, oh my gosh, 30 seconds might be too much. You know? Yeah, we, yeah, we've seen all those guys countless times. Whenever they get the ball late, they're going to be able to get in field goal range because they the, the backs have to play back to prevent a like a shot over the top. Yeah. And I I can't remember Justin Herbert doing that. Like, what's his game-winning drive that you remember? Like, I remember one from this week from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I feel like Patrick Mahomes has one, like, every, every week almost. Week. Yeah, like, like what's the one I can't, like, from the top of my just like, right now, I'm sure there's a big one I'm blanking He's, on. What's the game-winning yeah, drive? Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, right? Yeah, he's the MVP. After the past two weeks from the Eagles, yeah. And the Bills are haven't done it yet. Yeah, Patrick, they're 8-2. and two. This dude's the best player in football. And let me also just say this, like there's not a player. I don't, I might be a little dramatic here, but a prisoner in the moment. So like, I don't think there's a player in NFL history. Okay. Maybe there is, maybe there's one, maybe there's one other guy or team. Right. But like, I trust more late in games, right. To come back and, you know, to come back, like when trailing late in games, what's another guy or like, like the Mahomes, Kelsey and Reed, like, who do I trust more? In, in the league today, there's no one. Like, yeah. In the league today, there's no one. But it's just like ever, it was probably, you could probably pull me some other names like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, late in the games, all those game-winning drives and Super Bowls, you know, stuff like that. But, dude, it's crazy. Right now, though, like there's no one I'd rather have late in game. Like 30 seconds left, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I'm still thinking Patrick Mahomes pulls that off and they tie the game. <laughs> so, you know, like 30 seconds. We saw him do it with 13. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's too crazy for me to say. I might just get a touchdown. Exactly. Let me just do this real quick, right? So, like, it's crazy. And, like, to your point, like, how long can we let Justin Herbert go? He can't keep getting away with this. He can't can't keep getting away with this, man. Like, that's what it comes down with. That comes down to. And he's, he's really talented. But he's got good players. He's got a good team. And, like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes with less. Welcome yeah, Bruce, Josh, oh, oh. Uh, Joe Burrow hasn't had his number one receiver, his number two, number one, or his number two receiver. They dropped thirty-seven points. Okay, like so all offseason we heard about this Chiefs versus uh, Tyreek Hill divorce and who which side is going to be worse. Uh, the answer was neither. They're both really good, apparently. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I would say neither is really missing either. Tyreek Hill's yeah. on, on pace to have his best season yet. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and Mahomes Chiefs were an MVP. Yeah. We're an MVP. Like, boom, there you go. They're eight and two. I would not have guessed both of those things could be correct coming into the season. Maybe one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not both, though, right? Yeah, not both. Chiefs are great. They're eight and two. They're the favorite in the league, not just in the AFC. They're the team to beat in the fall. You know, that's what it kind of comes down to. But yeah, they're phenomenal. Chargers got to wake up because you're not going to keep getting up. Look, we're going to keep you on check here. If no one else will, we are going to. Now, talk about a comeback story, though. We're talking about a comeback story. You know, talking about those Dallas Cowboys beating Minnesota 43 <sighs> after after losing to a 3-6 and six Packer team in overtime, after a game where I was pulling my, you know, scratching at my eyes, pulling my hair out. And know what my takeaway is, okay? My takeaway, I think it makes a lot of sense, and you're going to agree. Bramar, Goat. Oh, that too, but like that, that too. He's like <laughs> Justin Tucker, and then it's like Mars, like right. <laughs> but uh, my takeaway: the Dallas Cowboys are the greatest roller coaster ride of all time, of all time, man, of all time. If you are a thrill seeker, <laughs> if you're a thrill seeker, if you're looking to get your blood pumping. You watch, you are a fan of this, and I have heart problems. So, my doctor's telling you, you probably shouldn't be a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm going against, I'm going against doctor's orders here. And I, I, I'm rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. Greatest roller coaster ride of all time, man. You, you go and lose to the Packers, and that the way that they do, they're up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and you blow it, end up going to overtime. They don't pressure Aaron Rodgers a single time. His receiver, you know, sparks a light. Now he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Who knows? He's going to go off in the <laughs> second half of the season, right? Uh, and then Dak and his receivers, the quarterback and his receivers, look ter- like totally disconnected in that game as well. And then, and then one week later against the eight and one Vikings, the better team in that division, right? The better team, the eight and one team, they score 40 points. They allow three points. Okay. They have seven sacks. They rush for 150 yards. Zeke scores twice. Great to have you back, Zeke. What I tell you last week, right? We're missing Zeke. Pollard has 109 yards receiving and two tutties himself. Dak, 88% completion percentage. Trayvon Diggs allows two catches for 29 yards against one of the best, if not the best receiving core in football. As long as they're not playing the Packers or the Niners, <laughs> this team's a pretty good football team. They're a pretty good football team. But like I said, you never know what you're getting week to week. The greatest roller coaster in sports. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of roller coaster teams, but they are certainly one of them. I will say that. Well, hey, what were your takeaways, though, from that game? Honestly, that was a bit of a, a, bit of a rant there. But, like, you watching that game – I know you were thinking, hey, these Vikings are a joke. You were just thinking, hey, I was right, maybe. But what, what, what was your thought about the Vikings? Yeah, I've been incredibly high on the Vikings all year. I have. I think it's interesting that they now are 8-2 and two with a negative point differential. Negative point uh, differential, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Minus one? Yeah, I, I don't know what the number was. I just saw they had a negative point they're differential. They're so close, but I think they're like Because they got one. blown out by the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So I think the Vikings team was due to lose, but to lose like that, to just get embarrassed. Cooper Rush played the whole fourth quarter pretty much. 
Like, dude, they weren't even on TV. They took the game yeah. off TV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> said, Sorry, no airtime, Kirk Cousins. We're taking you off. They're like, this is illegal to show on TV. We yeah, can't they're show like, this. They're like, losing money. This is, right this now. is abuse. <laughs> we are losing money. <laughs> the yeah, stock the flag, is coming they flagged down. it for violence. Exactly. Like how? And then the other game was actually a decently close game at the time. So they yeah. switched it, obviously. But like the fact that you get beat so bad that they switch the game in the third quarter, might I add. As a Bucks even, fan, was he in the I've fourth seen, quarter? Yeah, I've seen some games get switched halfway through. Three quarters. Of that. It was phenomenal, man. It's hilarious. And what a win. I'm strapped in. I'm ready for the ride. And I'm just, you know, what's happening on, on a Thursday? You know, because that game. We'll talk about it later, but that game, I'm excited for that one. That's a big one. And lastly, before maybe we go, we uh, head to break, those Jets, those Jets, as soon as, like, we think, it's like, okay, the Jets are, like, you know, they're turning it around, they're getting better and better. <laughs> I think that was, that was one of the most pitiful offensive performances I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it was a pitiful offensive performance paired with just – a heartbreaking loss and a phenomenal defensive outing, right? Like their their yeah. defense. I think they Just sacked Matt Jones. They sacked Mac six times. I think it was. I think it was six times they got the Mac Jones. So like, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, six times. Six times they sacked Mac Jones. They held and they held the Patriots to three points. And Mac had like two hundred plus yards. They were moving the football at times. They would. They held them to three points. You know, got to the quarterback, threw Mac off at times, but yeah, what a heartbreaking way to lose that game. I turned it on too, right? Because I was watching, I think it was other games where I, I turned on to that one right at the last second, and then boom, boom, they lose. That play happens. It's crazy. And he was just drafted this year, wasn't he? The returner? Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, yes. Thank you, Marvin Jones. I think he was just drafted. And he was drafted as a, isn't he like a DB? returner like slash return i think he is i i'm pretty I'm sure, sure. I, I, okay i don't know i figured you knew but I, i'm pretty he's sure only, i know he's the it's the only punt return so far this year it's the only punt return for a touchdown this year and i'm pretty sure that's exactly what they drafted him to do first like walk off punt return touchdown since deshaun jackson and oh, wow it's been that long Good for him. Good for him. It was huge. It was a big moment, man. And it was an absolute heartbreaker. Patriots. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky. Could be a playoff team. Sneaky. I mean, I think we predicted them to be same record as they were last year, but just missed the playoffs, yeah. you know, because there's yeah. so many good teams in the AFC. We'll see. They could sneak in, though. But we got to get to the Jets offense, okay? We got to yeah. get to that. That's the story of the game. It's not – I wish it was sure. the amazing punt return. I wish it was. I wish I could sit here and just talk 10 minutes about how awesome that play was. We cannot do that. Zach Wilson, last year's – right, last year's number two overall pick in the draft, right? There was one guy selected ahead of him in last year's, in last year's draft. Yeah, and a lot of good players drafted after him. A lot of good, a lot, a lot, a lot of good players drafted after him. Again, one he's going to face this upcoming weekend as well. He's he completed nine out of his twenty-two passes for seventy-seven yards. We're talking about a number two overall pick with an offense 
Okay, he's got players out there. We've seen at times this offense put up some points and move the ball. That was you know with Brees Hall a lot of the times, but still we have seen it. Nine out of twenty-two. They averaged less than three inches a play in the second half. Less than three inches, not yards, y'all. Not yards a, a, a play. They averaged less than three inches. Okay, you know, like the five dollar foot long, the five you know, the, the like the six inch you get. Yeah, cut that in half. Okay, and they averaged that every single play. They had seventy-seven total yards. And then, did you see what Zach Wilson said after the game? That he, they asked him if he was the problem with the like team losing today. He was just like, no. Yeah, they're like, hey, did you let your defense down today, putting up three points, and and them holding them to three until that final play? No, nah, I didn't do that. I didn't let my defense down. What me? I'm Zach Wilson, bro. <laughs> I didn't do that, dude. To have to lack self awareness like that much. You know, it's either yeah, people like, would just have so much more or... respect for him if he was just like if he owned like, it. Like, right? like, yeah, I had a terrible game. I'm gonna try to turn that around next week. Like, it's not like you're like just say you, it's you had 77 yards and completed nine passes. Not like this was like a snowy game. Like you could barely <laughs> see. You know, it was, it was like. Windy. Okay, Mac Jones had 250 yards or something. I don't think he threw for a touchdown. He didn't throw for a touchdown either, obviously. Belichick but turned like, the fan off. Well, <laughs> yeah, he tried, yeah, he turned the fan off. Another one of the Patriot tricks. One of the other way they're cheating, right? But it's crazy to lack self-awareness to say that you are not a problem when you play terribly. Taking sacks, missing receivers, have you know, that kind of production. That kind of ego. So that's my question for you. They got to re-enter the quarterback market, right? You can't not, at least at this point in time, you're, you're looking forward. You're thinking about it, right? Yeah, I, I think that comes in two different ways. Do you re-enter the quarterback market as of this year? As in, do you move to Joe Flacco, let Joe Flacco try to take a crack at it? I don't know. what your goals are this year. They are a team with the a playoffs? winning record, and they could make the playoffs. Like they're in a position to do it. So if they want to make a run, yeah, and they were giving up on Zach Wilson essentially, and go with Joe Flacco. I don't think that's the move. I think you have to play Zach Wilson out the rest of the year, see what he has moving into year three. If he shows you yeah. more like what he has shown you this year, you're talking about Jimmy G. You're talking about maybe Derek Carr. You're talking about some guys that we maybe don't even know could yeah. move on. There's always, yeah, always some guys you don't know about, right? Aaron Rodgers. They said, hey, how, how's Jordan Love looking? <laughs> <laughs> they sent him our way. Exactly, right? You, you don't know, but – Something's probably going to have to happen, but I agree. It depends what your goals are this season. If I want to make a playoff run, though, okay, not, okay, I don't think they can make a playoff run. If you want to make the playoffs, I should say that's my idea of a playoff run, not a Super Bowl run, a playoff run. Then I think Flacco might be the better option to win right now to not make as many mistakes. And maybe, I don't know, he 
through the first five, four weeks of the season, he like led the league or top five in passing yards. Like he was doing something. Yeah, but they weren't that, winning. Like were they winning? No, I know that they crashed, but I think the defense wasn't playing the way it is now. That was kind of yeah. That's that true. was also Brees Hall took a step. Like what? Right, four weeks in, three weeks in. That's when Brees Hall became Brees Hall. I don't know, man. I think if you want to win now, I think Flacco's probably the move. How bad Zach Wilson has been, but. I, I don't bench Zach Wilson because of the potential, because he was my number two overall pick last year. I, you, you cannot, you can't. Did you, the report's saying they're thinking about benching. Yeah. They're thinking yeah, about benching. Yeah, I was, was going to ask if you saw that Robert Sala said they weren't committed to Zach Wilson as being the starter for their game against the Bears. Yeah, they're probably, I mean, you roll with them. I think they're going to roll with them. I think me that too. is a scared tactic to kind of make. But if he plays bad in the first half. I think you see Joe Flacco. If it's a stinker and he throws like, if he starts the game with a pick or, you know, if it's an absolutely horrific start. Yeah. Yeah. They go to Flacco. I think at some point in that game, I think so. They want to be competitive. They know that they are somewhat competitive, you know, at this point in time. And they've beaten playoff teams. Yeah. They, and they know Flacco. I, I, I think, I think that Flacco probably gives them a little bit of a better chance, but I don't bench him though. To answer the question, no. You're you're basically saying he's never playing here again. His stock goes all the way down because everyone else says, man, he was so bad they didn't even play him. They didn't even – they benched him for an, a, a Joe Flacco that is, yes, still playing. Maybe okay. you get a sixth <laughs> or a seventh for him. Yeah, what do you get for him at that point? You know, you're obviously going to trade him in this offseason then. His stock, you're getting nothing for him. You're getting less than the Cowboys got for freaking Amari Cooper – which was nothing. Okay, sorry, I got to bring that up. You know me. There it is okay. for the show. For the show's the weekly Amari Cooper trade nod, everybody. We're going to try and bring that up. I think I do bring it up every single week. But, yeah, you can't bench him. And Carr and Garoppolo are two names I'm looking at. Because with the Raiders, like I said to you, I think I said this last week, you got to move on from uh, from Carr or McDaniels. It's not going to be – probably not going to be both. Even though it might be, it's probably going to be one. You can't and bring both reports, back. Reports say – that they can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels. They don't they have enough money him. They can't to, buy out. to buy him out and then to go get another guy. Like they don't have enough money to make that, right? So he's they're stuck with McDaniels. So maybe they can do something at quarterback, right? Get cheaper at quarterback. I don't know. But so Carr and then Garoppolo, because just because he's the floating, you know, who knows? Trey Lance comes back. You would think he could be available, but then maybe Trey Lance becomes available. It's going to be a fun off season, perhaps, folks. Strap, strap in as I am for the Dallas Cowboys upcoming game. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. Come back, and we'll talk about our picks of the week. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. Keep it locked on. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half, let's transition into our picks of the week. And well, Chicago, you let me down. Philly, you let me down. Duh, Philly did. I'm done betting on Philly. Philly is officially the enemy once again since we're turning around, losing me bets and stuff like that. But those two teams let me down, and I went one, two, and one this week. And I don't think I was alone. Uh, it, one, two, and one must have been the mood because I also went one, two, and one. It was just. Uh, uh, Convenient that we both tied on the same pick. Yeah, we both picked the Bears. It was disappointing. It looked at one point, I was like, man, I think Chicago's going to do it. 
Atlanta had the last possession. Boom. They lose by three. Exactly what we picked. It's like, man, we couldn't have given us one more point in that game, Chicago. They didn't. And yes, we pushed on that one. So one, two, and one. I'm now 19, 20, and one on the year. What are you? I'm 18, 21, and one. So we're one away, two away. One, two difference basically from each other here for you to take the lead at least, right? So it's a close one. You know, the setback only paves the way for a comeback, everybody. That's what, that's what I'm keeping in, keeping in mind here. Let's do it. Picks of the week. Feeling good. Tanner, what's your over this week? My over is a game that is probably one of the grossest on the card. Oh, my gosh. I think I know. Because I'm thinking Justin Fields is going to play as of right now. The line is 39 and a half between the Bears and the Jets. I took the Jets over last week. Obviously, there were no touchdowns scored until five seconds left in that game. So I felt pretty stupid. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm setting myself up to feel stupid again here. But – 39 and a half so low for a Bears team that has been scoring a bunch of points. Okay. I'm I'm I wasn't gonna do this, but since you picked that game, I'm gonna jump ahead here to my under because as a matter of fact, I picked the under on the Bears Jets at 39 and a half. Zach Wilson just completed nine passes. Okay, like we just talked about, that dude moved three inches of play in the second half in that them in that offense. They scored three points total, and that defense is legit. So a good defense, a bad offense, and then a quarterback that is the heart and soul of this team that gets the offense going, right? The offense, at least. He gets the offense going. It runs through him, obviously, as the quarterback, but he's really been thriving. But he the Bears play. can be had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he might not play, man. He's not up to that shoulder. It's a shoulder thing. So he played, though, all throughout the game. Apparently, he was injured in the game, and he kept playing, I think they said. So, like, maybe he just plays through it. He was playing through it then. Is he going to play through it this weekend? If he plays, I think that helps this line. A factor of me picking the under was the fact that he might not play. But with Zach Wilson, I think I think he's, I think Zach Wilson's going to play. I don't know if Justin Fields will. 39 and a half. Battle of two second round early, I mean, second year I hope, early, early first round picks from last season. I hope Fields plays for that reason, right Me there. Too. I Me hope too. he plays because then Zach Wilson gets owned in back to back weeks by Mac Jones because Mac clearly outplayed him in that game. And then by Justin Fields, I'm guessing that would happen as well. Like that would happen by guys drafted after him. He just gets absolutely owned by. So let's see how it goes. At least stat-wise, right? Let's see. But I got the under, man. 39 and a half. I got the under on the Bears and the Jets. So I so might as well. Over. Yeah, so I might as well hit my over while we're at it, right? Uh, my over, I'm looking at the Bengals and the Titans. Okay, the Titans defense is a little scary. But since he's been letting up some points and they've been scoring some points as of recently, the line is at 42 and a half. Okay, Bengals, Titans, 42 and a half. I saw that and I'm like, okay, that's a little low. Since he's averaging 30 points over over their last three games, despite the injuries they're having, they're still putting up 30 points a game. Tennessee's fresh off 27 off the Packers. You know, obviously, I think Tannehill's back. You know, he should be playing. 
Derrick Henry. We know what Derrick Henry's been doing. I'm thinking some points should be scored. The Bengals should score and let up some. I like over 42 and a half. I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but like 25 to 20 is, is in play here, I think is the play. So I got the over for 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm really rooting for this to be a great game. So hopefully that. I hope it's a fun one. Yeah. Points. Yeah. Could be getting Jamar Chase back for the Bengals. Yeah, you never we'll know. Probably don't have Joe Mixon for this game. Joe Mixon got a possible concussion. Pirine and- played well. And many players don't come back from oh. a concussion in, in one week. I don't think so. Pirine played well, though. I think, yeah. he, you know, and like that offense keeps rolling despite the injuries. I hope it's a fun one. Yeah, over 42 and a half, though. That seems slow. What's your under, then? What's your under? My under is the first game of the slate Thursday, early Bills-Lions. I think a lot of points could be scored in this game, but the line is 54 and a half. That's That's a ton ton of points for two offenses that haven't looked as dynamic as they did earlier in the season. I think this defense is pretty good. I don't know if they're going to be involved in a 54-and-a-half-point game with the Lions. Right. Like, you would think the defense would step up. I was debating. Look, I was looking at that game as well. But I I was also looking at some of the past Detroit games. And, you know, they're hanging in games. And they are putting up points. At least earlier in the year they were. And it's a scary bet. But you went – that's the highest – that's the highest number of the week – the highest line of the weekend. No, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Four and a half. That's great. It was the Bills. and Yeah, but I think earliest, you, you kind of got me something. The first thing you said, why I might be in, is the first game of the slate on Thursday, right? First yeah, game on early. Thursday. On Thursday in the morning? They're going to be ready to play on Thursday morning? Like, Yeah, they got to be worrying about Thanksgiving with their family, what type of turkey they eating. They what never times... play Thursday morning, yeah. you know, yeah. like. That's yeah, what time's be... dinner? I think yeah, he <laughs> might be a little out of sync, especially mm-hmm. in the first half. Fifty-four points is a lot of points for there to be some hiccups in the first half. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I'm. I went nowhere near this game, but good for you for having the courage to do so. <laughs> I, I don't hate it though. Let's head on to favorite and underdog here. What's your favorite? My favorite is. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and a half against the Browns. Okay. I'm back in on this Bucs team. He's in. I think we're getting healthy. I think we're healthier than most teams right now. We're getting those guys back that we lost early. I think we're good. I think we're kind of turning it around. We looked good in Germany, and we had another week to get healthy, get right. We're playing the Browns the week before Deshaun Watson comes back. Mm-hmm. I think we win this game by at least a touchdown, minus three and a half. I love the Bucs in this game. Tanner, the confidence meter, you continue to rise on that bad boy. Tanner continues to go up on that scale, on that meter. I love it. I, I love it. I'm all here for the story, all for entertainment. Three and a half, you would think. You would think I, every time I've bet the Bucks this year, I've lost. So I am staying away from Tampa Bay. It's kind of been my, my strategy so far. I've been about neutral since I've decided to do that. So I don't know where that's got me either way. My favorite this week 
a team that is on fire and it makes me a little worried. Are they going to stay consistent? But I got the Niners minus nine and a half. It's a big line against the Saints, though. Okay. I don't think, I think the biggest thing here, I think the Saints are pretty trash. Okay. Not that to put it bluntly, but I don't buy the Saints. I don't think they're a very good team. On the opposite end, the Niners are legit. They have the argument for the best defense in football, a top offensive roster. It looks like they're the team to beat in the NFC. We had this conversation, might have been off mic, but there's not a team I would rather not, you know, there's not a team I'm scared of the most, I should say, than the the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. There's not a team I'm more scared of than the Niners. And opposite end of the Saints, right? I think the Saints are on the complete opposite end. I don't buy them despite that Rams win. I'm not I'm not Everyone taking the Rams. No. Yeah, I'm not taking much out of that at all. Okay, you can beat the Rams. Whoop you. You also just got blown out. Okay, y'all lost by 10 to Pittsburgh and you got blown out by Baltimore. And and then the Niners have won 3 straight too. I think they make it 4 and they win by 10. So Niners minus 9 and a half is what I'm thinking. I I like it. My, what about underdog? Yeah, underdog is a swing. I took my bat out and I just ripped it kind of for the underdog this week. Steelers plus two and a half. Hear me out. Steelers plus two and a half against the Colts on Monday night. The Steelers, I think, I think have looked better each week with Kenny Pickett. He's getting more and more comfortable. I think he's looking better. Uh, they just scored 30 against Cincy. You know, who, you know, they beat New Orleans as well not too long ago, who we do, I just talked about. And I still with Indianapolis, I don't know what to expect this because they just played a close game with the Eagles. The Eagles, are they in shambles right now? Are they the same team after that Washington loss? They didn't look great in back to back weeks. I'm not going to blow that out, but like they also still ended up losing that game. The Steelers, I, I got a feeling here Steelers plus two and a half and Saturday goes down on monday there's the underdog what you got what you got okay i i love that pick i was you almost like my, that was almost my pick i'll All tell right. you why mike tomlin does nothing but win as an underdog i believe against the spread as the, point. as the as the underdog in his last like 19 games, he's 13, three and three or something like that. Wow. Like, like he, the guy does nothing but win or cover spreads as also, you know, right? He's not going to get blown out as a put this into perspective to a guy who hasn't had a losing season in ever, ever. Yeah, I'm saying I don't know how many years it's been since it's been in the league, but never, right? In comparison to a guy, no, this on Saturday, right? He's got a win already. To a guy who's coached for two weeks. Yeah. I'm taking the vet. I got the Steelers. Yeah, I, I don't hate it at all. Yeah. So my pick, Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers oh. and the Packers versus the Eagles. The Packers are seven-point underdogs to the Eagles. Now, I think the Eagles win this game. Yeah. The Eagles aren't playing super well right now. Lost to the Commanders, one point win against the Colts that you just talked about. Ooh. But in the Packers have looked a little more competent on offense as of the last two games than they had been. I Christian think, Watson at least is like, yeah. Yeah, I think they can and they run the ball well. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have shown that they can get ran on. 
in the yeah. last few they had like 65 yards on one drive rushing i think the colts did against philly at one point like yeah. yeah yeah so i don't think the eagles lose this game but i think it's a close game i can't see aaron Rodgers getting blown out in prime time again this year again I mean, how many eagles times has that happened <laughs> What out prime time this year? <laughs> Eagles minus or sorry, Packers plus seven. Yeah. What about game of the week? All right, I don't I don't know what to feel because I, I don't know what to think about the Packers and I don't know what to think about the Eagles right now. So I'm just, I have no comment on that pick. I like the courageous picks this week though, my friend. Game of the week. You go first. What's your game of the week? Game of the week, I think, comes down to three clear candidates this week. You have your Cowboys in the second game on Thanksgiving against the Giants. You have the Patriots versus the Vikings Thursday night Thanksgiving, which is two teams that are in the playoffs right now. And you have Bengals-Titans. Two of those games happen on Thursday. One of those games happens on Sunday. I'm taking the game that is standalone on their day as the best game. Yeah. I'm taking Bengals Titans game of the week. I yeah. I, as far as like because it's I mean it's you could get Jamar Chase back. So return to him. You got Derrick Henry. I think these are two teams that could play self play each other in January in the AFC playoffs as well. Tanner also does not want to pick the Cowboys back-to-back weeks. And the, the Cowboys play the Giants twice a year. It's here. Yeah, there it is. There it is. So, That's what it is. No, I get it. I get it. But it's a Thanksgiving game. I think it's the best game on Thanksgiving. Right? It's the best game on Thanksgiving. It's maybe. An, it's an Patriots Vikings is also very good. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see. They just scored 10 points. That those, those two teams just scored 13 points last week. We'll see. So this is an in-division matchup, though. Both teams are 7-3, and three, Giants and Cowboys. You know, the question for Dallas right now is, you know, what can they do? They just, uh, uh, you know, don't even know what happened, lost to Green Bay. We know what happened, but how the heck can you do that? You blow out an 8-1 and one Vikings team. What do you do the week after? Like, is this a roller coaster team? Are they going to let up an in-division matchup here? So, like, can Dallas keep it up? What is Dallas? And then on the other end for the Giants, it's like, you, you're hot. You, you were seven and two. You're seven and three. You're a little more banged up now. The offense didn't look great last week. Can the Giants bounce back? Can they bounce back and show they are a playoff team this year? I think this is the most interesting game, not just because it's my Cowboys. I just think all things considered, and if the Cowboys do win, boom, you're eight and three. And then if something happens with the Eagles, they already have a loss. You're a game back, man. You're right there behind them, and then you have a chance on Christmas Eve to tie up the the, the in-season matchup there. And then if you have a better record, you know, right there, you're right there for the one seed or whatever whatever, whatever the case is. The Eagles lost the Commanders, so they had do have a division loss, but just the tiebreaker. And, and I think the Eagles are, yeah, they're going to they're gonna play the Giants again. You know, like they're going to play us again. It's not a walkthrough. They don't have the division 100%. I don't think the past couple of weeks has me thinking, I got the Cowboys and Giants as my game of the week, man. No, I think it's definitely one of the top three games. That's the best game, I think, on Thursday, too. And it's like Thanksgiving's always a good time, you know, watching the games. I think it's the best game on the day. But, again, I'm a little biased. I'm excited the Thanksgiving games are decent this year. 
They are pretty good. They're not absolutely just like even even, even Bills Lions will be entertaining, I think. I think that hopefully Detroit puts up some points and hopefully the Bills not too many points though. Ah, not too many for tenor file. No, I'm hoping as many points as they want. Have a good time with it, guys. Blow it out. Have fun. It's Thanksgiving. It's a holiday. Enjoy it. Get go. Get in the end zone as many times as you can. So you're going Bengals, uh, Titans. Titans. Okay, and that's on Sunday. That's, yep. That is the best game on Sunday, though, for sure. And every team plays. It's going to be a fun slate in the NFL. 16 games. Yeah, it's a fun time, and then man. Saturday is obviously a great day for college football. You have yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, and USC, Notre Dame. Lots happening in college football right now, man. Even I knew. Even I'm like, Tennessee yeah. just lost? Yeah, too much to break down in college. It is. No, 100%. I understand that. But moving on. Okay, but also one more thing for the NFL. You know, like I said, I can't wait for the Thanksgiving Day. Uh, NFL on Thanksgiving is just like a, something like a sacred day. You know, like we're all, it's all, it's just fun. Sit back, eat some great food with some family, if you can, with loved ones, right? With your loved ones, no matter what. Make the day the best you can and uh, watch some good football, hopefully, right? Eat some good food. And that's so hopefully everyone can do this year. Game shouldn't disappoint. You love seeing the players on the sideline eating the turkey legs after the game or, you know, it it's fun. It's always a good time. I'm looking forward to Thursday. Hopefully everyone has a good time. But moving on, talking about the Utah Jazz here to wrap up the show. It's crazy. So if you're not, a lot of people aren't really keeping up with the NBA too much. It just kind of got going. It's the heart, you know, the best time of the NFL season right now. So you got to understand that. But if you don't know, the Utah Jazz. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know exactly that, my friend. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get a beat going here in a minute. But <laughs> the Jazz who just traded their number one and number two best player. Okay, the, the two best players on the roster, a really good bench player, Rose O'Neal, gone. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference. I think they are 12. They're 12 and 7 so far. They're the best team in the West right now. And the West has some pretty good teams. Yeah, they have the uh, defending... Champs who are down at number yeah. eleven right now, actually. Yeah. So, but man, yeah, they have former MVPs in that conference, and just the Utah Jazz are standing al- alone up top. They got a game with Lori Markinen as their crown jewel. Twenty-two, eight, fifty-three percent from the floor. Man, he's playing well and he's being efficient. It's like, where was this in Chicago, though? You know, as a lot of people are like, did well, you know, Bulls fans, even I was like, man, what was this in Chicago? You know, the Bulls really could have used something like this, a big like this. But, you know, shame on them for giving up on them maybe too soon. But the Jazz, they are the third. Uh, they're putting up the third most points per game, 117 a game so far. And we're a month in the season, guys. It's not like this is the first week, which is why we have yet to talk about it, because it's like, OK, one week in the Jazz are the best team in the West. All right. Two weeks in, it's the best team. No, that was weeks in, you know, yeah, we're that's a fourth exactly, of the season. Yeah, like we're 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 over a month, I think, into the year now. So, third best uh, points in points per game, third best offense, or sorry, fourth best offensive rating, the fourth best overall offense as far as overall offensive rating goes. You know what they remind me of? The Knicks of a few years ago, but offensively. Yeah, I don't the anti Knicks. 
You know, <laughs> they're the opposite of the Knicks. They're the great offensively. The Knicks not- and the upside down. Yeah, they're the upside down Knicks. Yes, we're going in that right now. They are the upside down Knicks. Thank you, Tanner File. There we go. He recently started watching Stranger Things, so he's in he's in the swing of things now. I love it. But man, like they're so good offensively, right? But as the Knicks were defensively, but they're nothing special defensively, right? You know, the Jazz are nothing special defensively, really good offensively. So let's see if they can keep it up. The Knicks were like the best defense in the league. So maybe it's not that far because like they're not the best offense and they're not going to be the best offense. But like, you know what I mean? You get it. You get it. Yeah, and, I do understand what you're saying. And uh, it's, it's crazy. And the fact that Danny Ainge, shipped all those guys out looking for the rebuild. And now he's like, Hey, we were looking for the number one pick in next year's draft, not the number one seed in the Western conference is kind of what he was looking at right after what they just did. Like kind of what he did with the Celtics when he first got there, same thing with what he just did with the Utah jazz straight away. The star players get picks rebuild. Same thing he's doing in Utah. Is it going to last though? You buy it, you buying or selling uh depends what the question is if okay, so buying, are they, are they going to be a top team in the west like they've been so far i don't think they're going to be a top four team in the western conference i can't see this pace lasting that type of lane no but i think this team could be i think this team could miss the play-in tournament and be a five or a six seed I, yeah i mean if they keep that up yeah but i i really I don't know. It's a three and a half game difference right now between the one seed and the 11 seed in the West, a three and a half game difference than one and number 11. So let's just say worst case scenario. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they could. No, I know. No, I agree. I think, I think they, my official opinion is I think they're going to be a frisky playing team, kind of like the Knicks of a couple of years ago, you know, borderline frisky team. You don't want to really, you know, tough, maybe, maybe a tough out. We'll see if they can get that far. But it's a three and a half game difference. Let's say they lose four straight games, hypothetically, and the Warriors and no one else or someone else down there wins four straight. They lose, they lose four straight. Another team wins four straight. They could be 11th in two weeks. <laughs> they could be 11th and the Warriors could be one. Or again, that's wishful thinking. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but anything like that could happen, right? So in two weeks from now, I don't think they're the one seed. Let me say that. In two weeks, I don't think they're still the ones. I think this is the start of the end, at least at least of them being at the top of the Western Conference. But frisky, man. Frisky. It's, it's like – Still impressive. Super impressive. Yeah, super impressive. The fact that Markin is taking the step could be an all-star this year. Sexton – Could be most perfect. He's down to 13 points a game now. He's got to get back up to like 16, 17, 18 – He's got to get think, back. What do you think about Laurie Marketing maybe being most improved player? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely in that conversation. He probably probably wins just off the top of my head. Like, as far as just overall, boom, we're a month in, though. But, like, man, Laurie Markkinen is balling right now. Did not see that coming. Good for him. He's probably most improved at this 20, you know, 20 games in roughly. He's probably most improved. But that's about it. You know, the NBA, not too much going on. My Warriors still trying to stay afloat. You know what it tells me? They're not worried, though, Tanner. We just rested Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond against the Pelicans off a of back-to-back just because. 
just, just to because, be nice just to arrest them, just to arrest them. I guess it'd be nice to the Pelicans, like, hey, New Orleans, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys this win. Basically, is what that means. But they just benched them because hey, these guys are older. That tells me, hey, if they were like, hey, we're in panic mode, we got to get wins today. We are. I don't know what we're gonna do, right? They would be playing every single night, forty, you know, bunch. They are resting. <laughs> okay, they're eight and ten, and they're resting. Steph Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins. No panic. They're three and a half games back from the one seed still. No panic on this side for the Warriors, right? But I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Hey, quick, quick, quick note. What's the favorite thing? Quick, fun Thanksgiving thing, right? Why not at the end? What's the best thing on Thanksgiving, including dessert? Pumpkin pie, turkey, mashed potatoes at all. What's that's like your favorite go-to? I've always been a mashed potatoes guy. Uh, they got to be homemade. I want the lumps. I want the lumps in them. Give me mashed potatoes. Oh, you're a lumpy. You're a lumpy dude, huh? I like mine, you know, not I am, too lumpy, but, but homemade, though. I can homemade. say it, you can. Okay. <laughs> okay. You said I was lumpy. Oh, okay. I didn't nice. Okay, okay. Tanner's getting, okay. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving, Tanner. Everyone's lumpy. It's Thanksgiving. But either way, I think, so you're going mashed potatoes? Yeah. I might go turkey. Or mashed potatoes, Ooh, or mashed potatoes, or mashed potatoes. But like the turkey, turkey for the main character. Turkey with some gravy with that mashed potatoes, bro. Hey, you get hey, roasted potatoes. If anyone does roasted potatoes, that's the win. That's the win. Boom, roasted potatoes. Great mac win. and cheese is good too. I'll take all of it on my plate. Yeah, same. Fill me up, man. Fill me up. Hey, go follow us. So everyone listening on Twitter, so you're up to date over the holiday week. Dudes talking uh, underscore pod on Instagram. We are dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave us a comment review. Uh, now we leave a, a survey. You know, did you enjoy this episode on Spotify? They do that now for every single episode. So let us know how you enjoyed the episode or if you didn't enjoy it. Right. Let us know your feedback. Happy Thanksgiving though. Right. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone enjoys it. Hopefully everyone has some good food, watches some good sports. And uh, that's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys again next week. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
he's going and coming back and playing the playoffs, or it's because he's playing deep in the playoffs. No, this is without trips to the postseason. He can't play in the regular season. You know? Yeah. And he's never been in the big moments. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. Go cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can be out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.